Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord, everybody. You are on the healing hour, and I am your host, Minister Arthur Burgess III, and I am so glad to be with you on this evening. You are in for a treat. I have a special, I mean a special blessing um, from two friends in the ministry uh, who have been through a lot and uh, have have witnessed so much, even in our, our short time in ministry. Um, and I want to jump into them, but before I get to them, you know what we have to do. We gotta give you the numbers, and that is three one nine five two seven. Six zero nine one. That is three one nine five two seven six zero nine one. And we are on blogtalkradio.com slash purpose kingdom network. That is blogtalkradio.com slash purpose kingdom network. And this is our beloved, I mean, just our beloved show for this evening. I'm telling you, it will bless your life. We we are really, really, really trying to build the kingdom on this evening because there are some people who are torn, but there are also some ministers, some pastors, elders, youth leaders uh, who need encouragement as well, who, you know, in this pandemic have been dealing with the people, have been working hard within the ministry, and they need some encouragement as well. So on this evening... We are talking about the cost of the cloth, and the cost of the cloth, and we rebuild. So the cost of the cloth, we rebuild. All right, amen. Now, as always, I always give our uh, evangelism tip for the evening. That evangelism tip is this. Uh, for those who have a, uh, there are Christian apps out there for those who are in ministry. Now, not everybody's like, well, we have a website. We, you know, you have a Zoom page, and you have, uh, you know, Facebook, Instagram, all that. Well, imagine not having to use so many different avenues to get uh, to what you need from your church. There is a Christian app company. All you have to do is just Google Christian apps. There are four of them, actually. And each app will be geared to everything your church needs. It will be under one umbrella. Just press the uh, link, uh, the little symbol on your phone, um, and uh, you will have access to everything your church needs. If you are in ministry and you are looking for something simple for your members to follow so they won't have to dig around for Facebook, for Instagram, uh, for Zoom, and all these different things. All you have to do is build a church app, and it's so easy. They walk you through the process, and on top of that, it's $60 a month for maintenance, all right, as compared to everything else that you have to do. 
um, you know, it, it's it's always uh, best that we kind of stay up with technology, even in this time, especially when there are so many different things going on and we have to have access to the people. So using uh, one platform to house many may be your best bet. Amen. Awesome. And also, we have to, we cannot start this show without the Word of God. I always open up our show with a, a, a scripture. And uh, I just want to uh, I give you real quick First uh, Corinthians 1, and I'm going to read uh, verses 2 and 3. And it says, Unto the church, God which is at Corinth, to them that are sanctified in, Jesus, in Christ Jesus, called to be saints with all that in every place call upon the name of Jesus Christ our Lord, both theirs and ours. Grace be unto you, peace and peace from, our God, from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm telling you right now, peace is due to you. Peace is yours, and it is yours because of the grace of our Father. So let's believe that there will be some times where we have troubles, but peace is ours. Amen? All right. So now I have to present to you my special guest. I got two of them, y'all. Normally I have one. Sometimes I have a couple. But I have two important people um, who I believe are powerhouses in the ministry. Um, you've heard them before, but I have uh, them uh, on the same time. It is Dr. Christmas and Elder Cooper. Dr. and Elder, are you with me? Bless yes. you, sir. Good evening. Good evening. <laughs> Bless all right, you, doc, you gotta loosen up now. We, we can't be uptight. We, we gonna have some fun. All right, <laughs> all right. You know, don't put no, the robe on, Doc. We, we all right. Just, just keep the t-shirt on. Right. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, don't put the robe on. We, we we chilling. We at home. We talking in the backyard. The grill is on. <laughs> so even with even in the backyard, <laughs> we still might put the robe on just for a minute. Right, right, <laughs> right. Because right. I know you can put man. the robe on. You know, and he looked like a rogue guy. <laughs> I am a rogue guy. I'm a rogue guy. <laughs> I'm a, I, I do I do the whole full investment, you know, in everything. But uh, but no, I'm I'm I'm, I'm gonna put it on for a hot minute and I'm gonna take it off. <laughs> okay, all right, all right, all right. You know, sometimes we need it. But uh, all right. So guys, we, we're talking about a very important topic because, like I said in my introduction, um. You know, so many of us in the ministry have been operating this year. I mean, we've been literally, uh, you know, thinking on our feet, uh, moving in this new place that nobody has ever laid uh, outline for. We have been creative and innovative and, and shutting down and opening up and shutting down again, but still feeding the people, encouraging and praying for the people. And I feel like my, my spirit has told me that the, the men and women of God who are serving, um, they need to be energized. They need to be, you know, uh, uplifted and encouraged. So, you know, I, I, as in just this moment, you know, I don't, I don't need nothing too deep. Or if you want to get deep, get as deep as you can. Um, how has 
this year uh, been for you, Elder? How has this year been for you? Whew. Uh, <laughs> 2020 has been a crazy year. Um, mm-hmm. But I can honestly say that um, in 2020, um, I've grown. Mm-hmm. Um, it caused me to have a different type of faith. Um, in God, uh, ministry-wise, like even in, in preaching, it, it allowed me to venture into different areas. Um, and even though some doors closed and it seemed like, you know, God wasn't going to do certain things this year, it was like every time I turned around, I was walking through a new door. Mm. You know, so while some things seemed like they were falling apart, at the same time, God was showing me how he was still faithful. I mean, um, as far as just, you know, just the everyday struggle of, you know, being in position, being in leadership, um, you know, I know it had to be times where you had to pray for somebody when you needed prayer. You had to be a blessing to the ministry when, when you needed a blessing. Um as far as your mental health, your spiritual health, I mean, how has, I guess, this pool of this year been on your life, you know, in that aspect? Is that still for me? Yes, I'm still with you. Oh, okay. Okay, I'm just to make sure. <laughs> so, <laughs> contrary to, most, to, to, uh, contrary to belief, um, one of the things that really has helped me through 2020 is the fact that I have a therapist. Wow. Okay. Um, you know, because at the end of the day, the human side of me, I need to help with some stuff. Um, <clears throat> you've seen a lot of things um, transpire in 2020 that you wouldn't think that you would you would see, like the pandemic, for example. You you know, none of us ever thought we were going to be stuck in the house and um, – quarantine for anything, you know, not being able to 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 worship together, not being able to be with our families at time, like these different things. So I had to listen, I had to talk to therapists. I was a person that was used to doing certain things and being outside. So that transition from outside to inside almost killed me. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And and as far as like your preaching um, and I'm still dealing with you. You know, um, okay. the word tells us that we 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 have to be careful how we preach out of our emotion. That that we're not preaching in vanity. Um, you know, and I know that you preach a lot. You know, your calendar is bigger than mine, and we're gonna talk about that. In- Watch it. Um, <laughs> so how? How was it that you were able to stay sober-minded? And I know you said therapy, but if we can, you know, dig into this because I believe that therapy is so important for for not for especially leadership. Um, you know, the word of God is a weapon, but but therapy is a plan, and we all need strategies when it comes to how to live. So, um, you know, with you doing so much and preaching and reaching out in the ministry. I mean, how did you stay focused without um, preaching hurt or preaching angry? You still had the joy of the Lord, and and you know, I, I watched you. I watched you about four foot four, and you was the biggest thing in the church. 
So, <laughs> so how I'm did you do feet. that? Let's, let's get that right. I am five feet, okay, and a half an inch. By faith, by faith. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So it's, yeah, it's okay. I'm gonna get you back. Okay. So, um, to be quite honest, um, it wasn't always easy. <clears throat> you know, sometimes, especially when you're irritated, you want to preach against whatever it is that is going on, or you want to preach from the hurt that you experience, or um, you know, you you want to preach out of the anger that you're feeling. But at the end of the mm. day, it is not about my anger. It's not. It's not about my hurt or anything else that I may feel emotionally. It's about mm. the people of God and what they need. You know what I'm saying? So I had to put myself to the side, what I might have been going through to the side, and be able to allow God to really speak through me. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like I can't, and, um, as as um, Dr. Christian say a, a lot, you know, I couldn't bleed on the sheep because I felt some type of way. Right. You know, I had to take time and I had to pray and I had to ask the Lord to remove some things I may have been feeling um, so that I can soberly hear what he was saying. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, and um, as far as just, just, you know, have you ever been more busy in the ministry? It, it seems like <laughs> ministry has increased. Like, what is that like from going from, okay, I'm going to preach on a couple Sundays, all right, I'm going to go out this month or, you know, a couple weeks here. Now, like, you legit, like, you everywhere. Like, you are literally everywhere. How is that? Um, I'm not everywhere. But everywhere. Um, it's <laughs> it's different everywhere. <laughs> it, it is really, you said it right. really different. Yeah. It, it, ahead, it, I can say it. it's it's really different um, <laughs> from preaching maybe you know once or twice a quarter. Mm. You know, um, my busy months used to be like September. Because mostly mm-hmm. a lot of people were doing like the, you know, the women in red, the women in white, women's day. Mm-hmm. You know, most of that was around September. Um, Y'all so Baptist. Like, <laughs> you know, May with Mother's Day. <laughs> you know, but those were like my, um, kind of like my busy times. For real. For mm-hmm. like so to go from that to preaching um, two, three, sometimes four Sundays out the month and, you know, a couple Fridays. It was a time I preached, like, every Sunday and then um, plus, plus, you know, some Fridays and Saturday, you know, here and there. That preparation was totally different than, um, you know, preparing for this Sunday in January and then I know I'm not preaching again until March or April. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was totally, right. totally different process because you, um, unlike, you know, Dr. Christmas, who is a pastor, and he has to prepare every week. With me, it's like I had to go from the mindset of, okay, I'm preaching, you know, I'm preaching in in March. I can still study the word or whatever, but, you know, I don't have to be so quick to, you know, to to prepare a sermon for for that 
that church. You know, I could, I could, if it, if it's at the end of March, then you know, I'll labor before the Lord, and you know, a little bit in the beginning of mm-hmm. March or something like that. Where now it's like, okay, I'm preaching Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Lord, what do you want me to say to this church, and and what do you want me to say to that church, and you know, like I don't want to say to that church what you meant for this church. <laughs> so there are some days that I'm. I will rotate a servant in a heartbeat. You don't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> you will catch. You will catch I'm this servant. I'm getting there. Look, I'm getting there. Where I'm, 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 I've rotated a few, um, but I just. It's, it's a total it's a total different experience for me. Um, I thank God for it because, like I said, it was a time where I was barely preaching at all, you know. And mm. now I'm I'm like turning people down because I got something on that date or look at that, you know, that look at that. Wait till I get there. Oh, child, please, you are right there. Don't all right, so, all right, so seriously. With everything that's going on, you know, I know you had some health issues. Um, you know, you have, like, you know, serious ailments. And with everything that goes on, like, have you ever just felt like, you know, I just don't want to preach anymore? Um, I never felt like I don't want to preach anymore, but I have felt like I needed a break. You know, sometimes it was kind of overwhelming for me. And it's like um, trying to sometimes recover because as people say a lot, I preach hard. My whole thing is I'm going to give God a hundred percent. So I might, mm-hmm. you know, I might finish preaching and be and done had asthma attack, you know, or yeah. finish preaching and my body's in pain. <laughs> so yeah. you know, um, it might take me a couple of days to recover afterwards. But you know, I never got to the place where I didn't want to preach at all. But there were times I wanted to break afterwards, you know, for like a couple of weeks or so. But Yep, that's about it. Okay, all right. Um, we we gonna come back because I wanna I wanna talk about that therapy thing a little bit because you that's that's a whole another topic that we is not just hey, that's a, that's another topic for another day. No, we as Christians need to really understand that therapy is important, but then we as Black people need to understand that therapy is important too because uh. We we just think that the pastor's supposed to just come in, uh, you know, say a couple words, and all of a sudden our anxiety just goes away. <laughs> but we will get to that. Um, all right, Dr. Christmas, this year has been a crazy year, and I and I mean crazy. How is it pastoring in this 2020 year? Um, <laughs> it's it is very challenging. Um, mm-hmm. I would definitely say that, and I and that's the that's the word that me and my colleagues have used. It's it's very challenging. Um, if you think about it in a in a matter of a couple of days for some of us, or even weeks, because some of us, like my church, have had no online presence. Um, had to shut down their church and now go Facebook Live, Instagram or YouTube, and, you know, um, with my church in particular, it's been a bit challenging because the average member of my church is 65. So wow. I'm trying to teach 65-year-old senior saints, this is what Facebook is. <laughs> this is yeah. Instagram. This is what you have to do. 
well, can't you speak through the phone? Well, you want me to preach through the phone, you know? Um, so you had some of the seniors and some of the millennials that had, who already knew about Facebook and online presence, had to go ahead and teach the others how to do it. And so, you know, in a, in a matter of, you know, it took a couple of weeks to work out some of the kinks, but we, we have now established a, a strong online presence that has never been done before. And um, we do other different things to make sure that our members stay engaged. Um, constant prayer calls. We do a Zoom with the youth. Zoom with the um, we have done Zoom with the youth. We've done Zoom with our senior saints. Um, you know, we still do the, the the Bible study, but it's been really difficult because as a pastor, you know, when I'm preaching, you know, I have my musicians there, but I'm preaching to an empty church. <laughs> And yep, it's about, I know you know, you're saying, you know, can I get a witness? And it's like, nobody is there. So it's like, <laughs> you know, you got to say amen likes, amen walls. You know, you got to, you got to, you know, you got to find, and, and to be as energetic, um, it's nothing but the Lord. Because um, the feedback that I've been getting from my, my congregation is, Pastor, you are preaching like there's a thousand people there. You turn red every Sunday. You're shouting. You're singing. And we can tell that what you're doing, your preaching is authentic. It's, it's, right. it's not a show. And you don't need an audience to go ahead and do what you do for the Lord. We we can we know that you have been truly called. But it's it's been difficult because, you know, um uh you know, I like the fellowship. I miss the fellowship with my saints. I miss reaching out to them. I miss, you know, hearing um their complaints. <laughs> Their words, um, their, you know, listening to some of their, you know, their, their testimonies, you know, um, missing, you know, uh, some of their faces. I'm gonna be honest, you know, um, and if 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 if, if, a, if a pastor said they miss all their members, they lying, they lying, <laughs> um, because in some some sheep it's just a little bit difficult. You like you don't you know you might not want to deal with them that 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 day, but nevertheless it, it it's. It's been challenging, but you know we have been. I've been making it through, you know, with the with the uh, with the you know with the grace of God. So, Amen, Amen. Now, as far as just you know your own personal mental health, your, your physical health. I mean, how do you deal with the strain? Because you know, just being a pastor, and, and just is and just to be correct. This is your you were assigned to this church this year, right? No, no, no. So, this is actually I just celebrated four years in that. Okay, four years. Okay, um, so you jumping yeah, in so four I years. The, yeah. You got smacked the, the good old church of God in Christ. Right. Um right. and uh yeah, so you know, I'm I'm a bit Baptocostal is what they call it. But uh and and with and what's Baptist about me is I will take him to the cross. And so Amen. That's, that's about as Baptist as you're going to get. Elder no, nah, I'm bad. I ain't going to lie to you. I grew up Baptist. I'm still, I, I still got Baptist ways. I am bad. I am horrible, y'all. I mean, and I, and I know I'm non-denominational now, and I got this whole, you know, young, cool vibe and, you know, I ain't trying to wear a suit every single time and all that, but no, nah, I'm so, I'm so Baptist, you know what I mean? <laughs> but, but just your mental health, how how has it been? Sure. So, I, I, you know, I'm going to go ahead and, 
and go out on a whim because I, I believe people who are listening need to understand that pastors deal with some really, really, really difficult struggles. Um, the mm-hmm. suicide rate for pastors are is is really high. It's extremely um, high. And it, it's extremely high. And mental health is um is is a serious thing. And you know I'm saying we you know we 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 can't pray to God or anything like that, but God has designed some agents uh to go ahead and help at times when we do need help. And I believe Jesus is my helper, but even me too, as a pastor. This year, I have endured so much, and, and I'll share that with with you all. I don't mind um, tonight, but you know, I've I've had endured so much that I had to go ahead and to to talk with a therapist uh, for my own mental sanity. Um, I am uh, still currently going through a very difficult divorce, very uh-huh. very very difficult divorce, and um, you know, this year I've I, I've been separated for quite some time. Um, and it just didn't, you know, it just didn't work out. Um, mm-hmm. but pastoring while going through a divorce is very, very difficult. Um, because, you know, my church just recently found out that, um, uh, uh, that I was separated uh, from my spouse yeah. and they said, oh my goodness, pastor, you have been preaching and teaching Bible study this entire time and you have been separated for God knows how long. I say, yeah, I, I have been. We would have never known. But what happened is I was suffering silently. Mm. And all they could see was on Sunday morning, man, this light-skinned guy is preaching himself happy. He's singing. <laughs> he's playing the organ. You know, uh, he's teaching Bible study. He didn't taught himself happy. He's shouting. He's dancing. But didn't know that when I went home at the end of the day, Behind closed doors, I bawled, I bawled my eyes out. Right. I was hurting. I was hurting, and I was suffering silently because I was dealing with, you know, uh, this divorce. I was dealing with um, the, the the separation uh, with my with my children. Um, and then when the church found out, you know, um, you know the challenges that that brought, you know, for to the church that you know, um, you know, some some churches believe in. Having a uh, you know a married man, and, yeah, uh, as as their pastor, you know, what do you mean? Oh, oh, what do you mean? And to have mm-hmm. to go ahead and go through those those trials and tribulations, and it has been honestly, doc, it has been very, very, extremely difficult. Um, and if it wasn't for some good people um, around me um, who have uh, become my, my my family, um, you know, I would have not not made it. You know, I've gotten encouragement along the way, but I've also had a lot of people, a lot of people that have turned their back on me. Um, right. But, you know, through through talking um, to a therapist and preaching, to be honest, has been really therapeutic for me. Um, that has helped out in music um, among some, you know, uh, some other things. But it's been difficult, but, you know, um, you know I, I'm glad I had the opportunity to go ahead and to, to seek help. Um, and, um, you know, uh, Elder Cooper can go ahead and testify. She, she recommended that. So, you know, I'm thankful, um, you know, for her, uh, in my life, uh, to be able to go ahead and to, to, to do that and to share her testimony of how it has helped her, uh, thus far. And I can honestly say, you know, it, it's, it's, it's helped me. Um, and I've done my best, like Elder Cooper said, to not bleed on the sheep. 
but to bleed for the sheep. Right, right. It's a difference. And you know, and because many many shepherds will go ahead and bleed on the sheep. They will bleed all their hurt. Not one time did I ever mention separation in my sermon. Not one time did I ever mention divorce. Not ever did I mention the struggles of the church. You know, what I the Lord had led me to different series to go ahead and preach um about mm-hmm. doubt. Um, you know, dealing with the virus of doubt. We just got finished uh, dealing with a sermon, dealing with Second uh, Chronicles chapter seven fourteen. If my people, you know, we dealt with those. So I've done my best not to, but I've showed my sheep that um, you know I am willing to go ahead and bleed for them, and not bleed on them, um, and to continue to feed them, to continue to feed them because they need a consistent diet especially in the middle of this, this, this pandemic. And, you know, it, it, it's nothing but the Lord, you know, that's doing it, but also my personal devotion. And I would encourage any minister, any pastor out there, you know, um, to have personal devotion, have personal time with the Lord, because you spend and you labor preaching and ministering and praying for folks and praying for, you know, the sick and all this other stuff, but you need time to consecrate yourself Unto the Lord and, Amen. and have the Lord deal with you And daily devotion daily I've been reading my Bible And um, finding a good old time With the, you know, with, with the Lord And being able to, to talk to him Just like I'm talking to you God I got some problems I know you know I got some problems And <laughs> I need you You know some things are really getting on my nerves Lord And the only person that can go ahead and handle it Is you So I need you to do this and I've had right. conversations like that while I'm driving in the car. And I know people think they look at me like, man, this man is crazy. Who is he talking to? Because I'm not on the phone, but I'm, you know, I'm, I'm talking to him. But that's the oh, you, you talking in the car, too, to yourself? You, you talking oh, to God in the car, too? Nah, that's, that's the best part right there. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> that talking to car, man, be different. Right. I, don't, I, don't have, I don't have that testimony because I don't drive. <laughs> <laughs> mm, man. But, but yeah, I, I... <laughs> go ahead, Doc. You got it. Keep going. No, I, I was say, saying that, you know, um, pastors now, as I've been talking to them, and even as I think about myself during this, this pandemic, um, you know, the struggles that we are dealing with, you know, we, we deal with, we still deal with criticism. We still deal with conflict. We deal with, with family problems. We deal with stress. We deal with depression. Elder Cooper talked about burning out. I mean, I have, I have preached so many homegoing services this year. You ain't lying. In, in, Me too. In, in, in June, in June alone, I must have done 13 or more that I've done. Yeah. Including yeah. my, you know, my, my members of my own family, people that were close to me that have died from, you know, uh, not from 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 old age or or, or heart attacks, but died from COVID, you know. Right. And you know, I had to even tell, you know, I have a funeral. I'm fortunate to have a, a funeral director in, in my in my church that can go ahead and help. But I'm like, Doc, I don't know how you do it all the time, but this is burning me out, and it's it's becoming depressing. Trying to find now, I, you know, I, I don't really reuse sermons as much, you know, <laughs> um, you know, maybe sometimes for 
for you know for for home going services, but especially when you know the people, right. you know it is really difficult. And as a pastor, you know, in the short time that I, I've been there, building relationships with the family and and burying loved ones, you know, who I just got a chance to know, it has been really, 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 really difficult. You know, that burnout period. And I say, look, Doc, I I need to take a break with funerals for a while. Like I, you know. Hit, hit me up in, in maybe the end of the year, but it's just it's just too much, you know, for me. You do this every day for a living, but you know I can testify to that. And then even with filling in, um, like Elder Cooper filling in and being invited to other churches, so you know, um, to fill in for that, you know, particular you know uh, pastor, whether they're having a revival because, uh, or, or or they just can't go ahead and do it. But it's been a bit of a a, a burnout. And on top of that, dealing with financial problems. Pastors don't want right. to talk about that because we preach about it. Ministers don't want to talk about it. We preach, you know, faith and all that good stuff. But, you know, us pastors, we, we, we deal with financial problems just like everybody else, especially right. in the middle of this pa- pandemic. We are, we are counting the almighty buck, too, just like everybody else. And, right. you know, um, and, I, and, and listen, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a I'm going to tell the truth and shame the devil. Sometimes it's so tight, you be like, mm, do I get ties this week or next week? Mm, do I give an offering? Let's, let's keep it real. I'm, I'm keeping it real. I, no, I can't speak for anybody else. But sometimes I'm like, ugh. But, like, you know, I get convicted. Christmas, just right off the check. Right off the check. Don't, don't even look, look at it. Right off the check and just let it go. But there are struggles that not just me but other pastors I've talked to are dealing with it, you know, too, as well. Right, right. You preach, bro. Man, um, you preach. I think it's time to pray. I'm all sitting around people. some people, and I'm like, I'm not the only one. I, I'm not. Uh, <laughs> I mean, because this year has definitely been challenging for me as well. Um, you know, being in ministry, and I'm I'm very fortunate. Um, I have a leader who, kind, who has um, – always allowed me to uh, have my hands and, and go free and, and, and kind of uh, do uh, what God has called me to do. So I've never been, like, held back in any way. Uh, but, you know, this year I have done, like you said, about 13. I've, I've done a lot of funerals this year. Um, and um, I, I teach a community Bible study that had to stop because of COVID. But then uh, we had to uh, – you know, switched. They they kept. We wanted to keep the Bible study, so we did uh, Zoom. And uh, I'm so sick of Zoom meetings. I promise you. But uh, <laughs> this is this is the world we live in. This is the place where we at. And um, you know, I've had to dedicate my time to learning how to preach online, uh, learning how to communicate with a bunch of people through a screen because we're not in a building. Um, you know, and, and just trying to keep people's spirits up, especially when minds, uh, you know, I'm being pulled so many different ways. You know, uh, my grandparents are elderly. I got three children and a wife. Um, I'm being pulled every way possible. We're still in our communities feeding the homeless. Uh, we're still doing our clothing drives. We're doing everything that we can to kind of keep, you know, um, just, you know, keep people, uh, you know, still going. Um, our church has a food bank, and we're out there still, you know, uh, loading up the truck, going to different areas, dropping food off, and going to the next community. So 
you know, we've been doing ministry this entire time, and it's been hard. Man. Um, on top of that, uh, I had a uh, my. Uh, of course, you know, I'm thinking, okay, I'm preaching a lot more. Um, I've done some uh, revivals and different things like that. Um, you know, preached across seas, you know, just through Zoom. Why? I ain't traveling nowhere. But it, it was just the idea that I was just being used in so many different ways. And um, as doing this so much, I started having problems with my hearing. Um, you know, my hearing, like, it... it I wouldn't hear certain things, and I had a real bad issue where um, I had bumped into the stove, and I didn't hear the stove clicking. And, mm. and like, my wife was like, you don't hear that. And then I was like, no, I don't. Um, so I, I got my hearing checked, and I'm like, you know, what's going on? And they're like, well, you know, you're at uh, 30% of hearing, and you have, like, about 70% hearing loss. So... I'm still preaching, can't hear nothing. I walk into the places reading lips. Um, thank God I had a friend. Um, I got a uh, you know a friend of mine with me who kind of you know goes certain places with me. So I'm I'm like, so what did they say? Or I gotta let people know, hey, you know, I'm struggling with hearing loss. Um, you gotta speak louder, especially with a mask on. You can't hear nothing with these daggone masks on, even if you can't. Right, hear right. So that's the truth. Um, <laughs> so I'm struggling with this, and 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 then you know when it got to um what was it a couple of weeks ago? I, matter of fact, I just dropped this big bomb on a uh, on a radio show. My pastor had um when I got the diagnosis um of how bad my hearing loss was, and that you know um I would have to look into hearing aid options and all this other stuff, and I was like down, like it was like you know they were telling me like you know. Uh, this is, you know, this is permanent damage. There's no surgeries. There's nothing. We're, we're looking at hearing aid options. Hopefully that carries you, um, you know, carries you throughout life. And I'm like, I'm 36 years old. Like, this is a, a problem that I shouldn't be experiencing. But I'm going through the process. And, and just when I got that news, here comes my pastor. He's like, um, um, you know, Minister Art is, you know, I, I feel like it's time for uh, to you to step out and, Start your own ministry It's time for you to start your own church And I'm like uh, Don't you see I got enough issues going on like, But the ministry doesn't stop You know The ministry doesn't stop Just because You know I'm dealing with a particular ailment And it's like uh, You know Okay well Deal with it as you go along And a lot of people don't understand That we have to You know We have to work and feed the people. We 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 had to we got to work on ourselves. Then after we work on ourselves, and, and they'll go out work on them. And sometimes we don't even work on ourselves because we have so many other, um, you know, people to 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 attend to. And on top of that, trying to get my family to be uh, at ease with the transition. Mm-hmm. And that and that we go have to talk because. Um, my family is looking at me like I'm crazy right now. I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm going to start pastoring soon. We're working on the process of the pastor. And they're like, well, you already busy now. <laughs> you know, uh, imagine, you know, if you decide to have a, a church, like how busy would you be? And I'm like, well, trying to, you know, figure out family and ministry and, you know, 
I don't know about a lot of people, but I try my best to make sure my family has my time. And it costs a lot to try to compensate for how much time you already spend in the ministry and then try to make sure you have as many memories and, and activities with your children. It's expensive. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, and then, you know, making sure my wife got time and, it, you know, so, you know, it, it's been a crazy journey. And, and like I said, I've had to bury a lot of people. I've, I've had to, you know, I'm so, you know, I used to carry, I used to carry my uh, my minister's guide. I know y'all got one. Your little minister mm-hmm. guide to kind of like, you know, you know how to, yeah, the little small book, how to, how to do the burial, <laughs> how to commit a body, how to, Listen, yo, like, I used to. Pile. I have the, the, the he, uh, Dr. Christmas got the pastor file. I got this third book. I, I ain't ready to the pastor file yet. It's, it's a word on that book that uh, makes me not want to buy it. That word is pastor. <laughs> Is that book only ten dollars? Go ahead, go get that thing off Amazon. <laughs> exactly, go get that on pastor pal. Yeah, so pastor's pal, because I am not a pastor. I will listen, 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 listen. That book comes when you don't when you don't know what to say. I'm telling you, that book comes in handy. But I don't, I don't do so many committals to like I I know what to do now, like and. and it, it, it got to the point where I'm like, all right, you know, I gotta, you know, uh, I've, I've, you know, death doesn't bother me the same way it bothers a lot of other people, but it's still a task. You know what I mean? So, uh, and 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 it's just that you know, we are. Well, I want to. I'm gonna make a key point, and I want to bring uh, Pastor Tonya because I know she's ready. But um, I, I want to say. I want to say this to those who are in ministry. Um, Elijah fell into depression. She, he, Elijah fell into depression. And when Elijah fell into depression, he was like, God, it's, it's only me. It's only me. I'm the only one doing this. And God said, I got 7,000 people that haven't bowed down the bail. So we are in a position right now to where Elijah had to go get his help. He had to go work for his help. We had to go get Elijah, Elisha. And we as ministers of the gospel, we got to go get help. You know, when I, when we were growing up, I know for a fact that all of us heard this. This walk is lonely. No, this walk is lonely because you decided to make it lonely. You know, so, uh, yes, you will struggle, but there will also be people in your life that can hold you together. You know, Moses had people, you know, uh, so. so you know, so we we have to figure out how to build, have people surrounding us. Now, right now, I'm about to bring Pastor Toya because I know she's excited. Pastor, are you with them? <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> I, first, let me bless God for all of you. I have to thank God for all of you. God has had me over here just saying, y'all better preach it, tell it. Yes. <laughs> Before it slips my mind, Reverend Art, I understand what Elder's saying. She does not want to purchase that book because of that title that's on it. She don't have to. I want you to see her number at the end of this. Just text me her number. I'm going to just email her. I mean, not email her. I'm going to, you know, send her the book. That way she don't feel like she's Amen. 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 <laughs> And send it out. But when y'all talked about the, the car that you wearing, 
driving in the car. I would leave out my house just to go sit in the car. Hey, Amen. I had a car that was running Amen. for two years. The car was broke. Was not run. Took me two years to get the money to get it fixed. But I would go sit in that car to talk to God like the car was running. I, where are you going? Wow. Why are you going to the car? It's broke. Not for what I need it for. No, it's not. <laughs> Amen. Amen. <Wow>. Amen. <laughs> Come I know on. that's right. Yeah, I know yeah. about the uh, sanctuary of the car. But, and Amen. I love that baptismal. I'm sorry. I just had to throw that out for you. That, that baptismal phrase. I'm like, primitive Baptocostal, before God brought me out of all of that, taught me that, you know, denominations is man-made, God is just God, but, yeah, I grew uh-huh. up uh, primitive Baptocostal. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Old school Baptist. Uh, wait a minute, I got to go further. I have to say that I was brought up Primitive Baptocostal lick because I went to a Catholic school. <laughs> wow. Yes. Same here. There you go. There I you go. Catholic school. But you know, I was listening to Doc talk about preaching in the sanctuary and it not be anything near. And he reminded me to when I was a child because I used to literally line up my doll babies and stuffed animals and preach to them. <laughs> <laughs> and the priest like was say amen, Teddy Bear. That's right, Bessie Bessie. <laughs> 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 oh, my mother said, "Look at that." But when I look back on it now, I just go, "Okay, God, you was preparing me for this. I didn't know it, <laughs> but you was preparing me for the day that there would be nobody standing in front of me." <laughs> Wow, wow. But I, but I want to um, just answer the one question you asked at the very start, and that was what was how has 2020 been? And I'm going to be uh-huh. honest. For me, this, 2020 has been one of new perception and more expectation. Amen. You know, like about four years ago, God started me take, taking me to another level in faith. Like, it's easy to say that God is providing when you got a weekly paycheck coming in or a bi-weekly paycheck coming in. It's easy to say that he's supplying all your needs. But how many of us are saying God is providing and there is no check coming in? How many of us are saying that God is supplying all of our needs and there is no food in your cabinet and they're threatening to kick you out your home? And this year, what it has gotten me to, was a place where I had to learn how to trust on nothing and nobody but God. Now, is it easy? No. But when I tell you, if you just stretch out and put it all in his hands, he's going to show up and show out for you. Because right. like, everybody was for the pandemic relief. When I went to apply, God said, you better not. I got you. Then I went to apply for the uninsured, the unemployment. God said, you better not. I got you. I went to apply for something else. I said, you better not. I got you. And when I looked back and I realized all of my bills stayed paid, I was able to drink whatever I wanted. I'm addicted to Pepsi. I have not been a day since the Oh, my God. Not only has he supplied what I want, he supplies the type of stuff that I like. Wow. (laughs) But it came down to 
conversation I had to go, you know what, God, I, I can't take this staying in the house. We'll go for a walk. I go for a walk. Right. Lord, I can't take this not getting able to communicate and see each other and worship. And he said, but I started you on blog talk four years ago. Why is this happening right. to you? You know, so it's at that point. But what I love is that in order to get that help, you have to admit that you need it. Amen. I literally cried out one day, Lord, I don't have nobody. Who going to pray for me? If I was to get sick like that, who going to lay before you and pray for me? Who's going to labor for me like you have me laboring for others? And what I realized is what you said. It's, it's not as lonely as we make it. Because once right. I stopped trying to keep my mask on and took the mask off and finally admitted I'm hurting, I'm bothered, I'm frustrated, I got the help and the support that I needed, not just from God, yes, from God, but he used people to help Amen. build. So I just wanted to Amen. share that. Elder, uh, I'm sorry, Ronald Burgess, Pastor, all of that. It's almost time for the um, call of salvation. <laughs> and for amen, amen. Um, you know, after everything is said, you know, the time has went by so fast. We're still um, you know, sharing stories, but I, I just want you to see that we're still, we're sharing stories of encouragement. We're letting you know how we overcome. Um, we we would never come to this space and just share horror stories without hope. And and I just want to let somebody know right now, if you are dealing with somebody or, or dealing with something and, and and you feel like you're in a hopeless situation, you're in a helpless situation, um, we have been given uh, our, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And I just want to share that with you right now, that uh, when nobody else is available, when, when there's nothing else to do, there's Jesus there, there's Jesus. So, so right now, if you do not know the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, and, and you want uh, somebody that you can lean on, somebody that you can put your trust in, that will always be there, um, it is a very simple thing to do. We, the Bible says, you have to believe in your heart and confess with your mouth. So, so right now, if you believe that Jesus Christ uh, died for your sins and raised you from the dead, if you believe that uh, He you know, he was the pardon of your sins and, and that, uh, you know, God is, God is with you. If you believe that, but, it, but also, it's not just a belief, it's a confession. So you have to make a personal statement and let, and let him know that, yes, I am a sinner, I've fallen, but I believe in you. I believe that you died for my sins. I believe that you rose again, and I believe that you're coming back for me. When you make that declaration, you know, it, the, the sparks may not fly, you know, the, the, the heavens may not sing, but you are part of a body. You are a part of a community, and you are saved by grace through faith. So so right now, for all those who, who are saying, I need something, and I'm telling you, it, 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 this, the very thing that all of us have on this line is that we have Jesus. And our lives will never be the same. We will never feel another feeling more than having the Lord Savior um, in our hearts and in our lives. Uh, So so right now, for those who are listening, uh, we're going to say a simple prayer. 
and we're going to believe God that you made that confession. We're going to believe God that you decided to be a part of the family. So, Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We thank you for uh, just this, your grace, your mercy. We thank you for your love, for your compassion. God, we thank you that you saved, sent your son to die on the cross for our sins. God, we, we thank you that you chose us before we even chose you. So, God, for those who are hearing this right now, and they are looking for a savior in the middle of everything that's going on in this world. God, we thank you for coming down already and doing the work. So, God, we believe that there is somebody who has decided to choose you. We believe that there is somebody who, who has made you Lord of their life, and we want you to speak with them. Talk to them. Show them your face. Show them your mercy, your glory, your kindness, your goodness. Show them you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. So Amen. Right now we are almost we are almost at closing time. I don't like that. It was getting good. Yeah, it sounds like we need a part two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We want to do this. We want to get together again. This 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 is we good. We got a few minutes and and for, and like I said, um Pastor, Elder, if we can give one encouraging word out, we're gonna start with Elder because she you know, she's she's the busiest out of all of us. We're going to start with with Elder first And and if there was an encouraging word That you could give uh, To the saints who are serving in the ministry What would that word be? Even if it doesn't seem like Things are going right Keep going Sometimes we get into a place Where we feel like God is not listening And God is not answering our prayers But at the brink of the moment where you think that God is not listening, he steps in. You have to trust him just that much that when you when you least expect it, he's there. Keep trusting him. Keep having faith in him. Because trust me, God has not forgotten you. Amen. Doctor, you got it. A word of encouragement for, for those who are, who are working in the ministry. All right. I'm, I'm going to use one word, restoration. Amen. And the reason why I use that word is because of what I've been dealing with with Second Chronicles seven fourteen. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, pray, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Real quick, remember that restoration is a promise from God. Restoration mm-hmm. is a process. Restoration is personal. But most importantly, God shows us that through his word, that restoration is powerful. That's all I'm going to say. Preach, Doc. Because the Bible says, Oh, Lord. The day that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They will run and not be weary. They will walk and not faint. So restoration, just keep waiting, and God's going to go ahead and restore I promise you that. Amen. Amen. Pastor, we can get you back on real quick. Just a word of encouragement for those who are in the ministry. ministry. Pastor, my word of encouragement for anybody that is in the ministry is to remember Christ. Remember all that he went through for us. 
no matter how tired he gets, I, that we get, I always think about all of what Jesus went through on his last day of his, before his crucifixion. Him being whipped, him being spit on, him having his beard pulled out, him getting the crown of thorns placed of his head, on his head, and then the scourging. We always talk about, oh, the whipping and the scourging, like it's the same event. No. He was whipped by the guards going place to place, polish to polish, then the scourging, then carrying the cross and getting down Just think of everything. And remember, before all of that, he was up all night long, so mind exhausted, body exhausted, with one thing on his mind. I came here for this, for the saving of souls. As ministers, we have to remember our only job is to plant the seed of salvation. We came here to plant the seed of salvation. So no matter how tired we get, no matter how worn down we get, no matter how frustrated we get, just remember Jesus went through all of that for us and because of us. Amen. Amen. Come on, if I let you go, you probably preach that whole thing. But uh, yeah, can I, say I, I just want to add, Can I say something really, really quickly? Sure, go ahead, mommy. You got it. Just real quick. The Bible says that all things work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose. And no matter what is going on in the year of 2020, good, bad, or indifferent, all of it is working together for our good, and God is using it for for the better part of us. Because there are things that's coming in the future that we have to go through what we want to now. Amen. Amen. All right. Um, I'm gonna leave with this real quick. John 16:33 says, "These things I have spoken unto you, that in me ye might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world." I, I want to just let God let anybody know right now that if Jesus did it, you can do it too. He didn't. He said. He said, "Think not that I come to abolish or cast away the law, but I came to fulfill it." God showed us this came to show us how to live. Jesus came to show us how to walk, how to live this life. And then He also said, "Take up your cross daily. Do what I did." So. In this life, yes, you will have tribulations. There will be moments of peace. Don't think you're not going to get peace. Don't think that the troubled waters will not cease, that the tribulation is going to last forever. There will be peace, and you will overcome. And I just want to plant that seed of overcoming power in somebody's life. I want to let somebody know right now that you will beat this thing, that it will not last forever, that trouble does not last always, that there is a season for everything. And when you come out, you will be battle-tested and you will be proven in the name of Jesus. So we are leaving you with this encouraging word. Be of good cheer. Be of good cheer. Don't allow the enemy to pull you down. Get help. The Bible says, seek wise counsel quickly. Get help. Talk to a leader. Talk to a therapist. Use wisdom and seek God's face. Amen. Pastor Toy, we'll allow you to read the announcements, and then we're going to close. Um, we would like to 
thank each and every one of you for joining in with us, with us this evening for the healing hour with our host, Reverend Arthur Burgess III, and his special guest this evening. We thank and bless God for all of you. By faith, we encourage that soul that gave their life to Christ this evening to find a Bible-believing, teaching, preaching sanctuary where you can grow in the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ and heal from the trials and the tribulations of this world. Until you do bless God, that is why he has Purpose Kingdom Network here. We would like to invite you at this time to join in with us for our fifth annual end-of-the-year revival. We will be in revival from December 25th through December 31st. We encourage all of you to come out and let go of the old and embrace the new in the presence of the Lord. Our topic this year is I'm Still Standing. Our topic scripture comes from Psalms 91 and 7. A thousand may fall at five and 10,000 at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Uh, opening up our revival on the 26th is Minister uh, Bernard Marrow. On the 26th is Minister Dominique Hudson. On the 27th, our very own Reverend Arthur Burgess III. The 28th, Reverend Aaron Williams. The 29th, Minister uh, Artemius Jackson. And on Mr. Robert Hudson, all of them will be coming forth at 9 p.m. on um, those dates. On the 31st, the revival night will be starting at 11 p.m. I will be bringing the word that night. Evangelist Trina will actually be praying us into the new year. So we invite you, please mark your calendars, come out, join in with us. You can find that information on our social media pages. We're on Facebook as well as on LinkedIn at Purpose Kingdom. We're on Instagram and Twitter at Purpose underscore Kingdom. Know that we love you with the love of Christ. Thank you each and everyone for joining in with us. Reverend Burgess, wonderful, wonderful words of encouragement this evening. The ministry is back in your hands to close us out. Amen. We just want to say God bless you to my guests. Thank you, Elder. Thank you, Doctor. I really appreciate that. Uh, let us continue to stay in prayer. Uh, let us hold each other up. Um, don't allow this circle to be broken uh, because we need each other in this time. Amen. All right. Love Amen. you guys. Amen. And we will see you again on the, on the healing hour uh, and the next few weeks. God bless you. God bless you. He raised me. I will not lose. He saved me. I will not lose. Set me free. I will not lose. Never want to see me down. I will not lose.